called? I'm called the Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Yo, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. This definitely calls for a McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. So, season one, episode three, Remember the Cant, Amazon Prime. Here comes the countdown. And uh, just really quickly... I uh, li- I went back and listened uh, to again. I've gone through so many times Leviathan Wakes, which of course this is what it's based on, uh, because I you know there were some st- uh, details I wanted to get to, but I'm really going to try uh, from here on forward uh, to take the series as the series at series station in the belt. Okay, James Holden, the future celebrity of the galaxy. The countdown is coming now. Three, two, one, and go. One, two, three, four, five. Here he is, James Holden. Big screen. Everyone's listening. Huge controversy, the beginning of the James Holden celebrity. Here is, I, I, I keep calling him Hevelcheck as if he's like a hockey player. Oh, wow, Stephen Strait just went nuts over there. So, you know, uh, the, the, the biggest change is, it, it, just really quickly in this first season, it, it, how long it takes for Havlak, I believe his name, does some more investigation. Uh, but the extent to which the crew is kind of nutso and doesn't get along at first is just not the case in the book. Maybe this is more realistic, but in the book, as soon as they realize how bad their situation is, uh, Holden's the captain, Naomi's the XO. Uh, here is, I believe, some Madame and Mademoiselle. What's he trying to do here? He's trying to prove himself. Let's see. Yeah, Brothel Madam. Uh, they call this Rosa Berte Station, which means red light districts. Stay calm and everything will be okay. Is he practicing? Oh! He's not here to sleep with them. He's here to learn Belter language. And that's what he's paying them for. He's trying to learn the Belter Patois. That's so cool. So it, it, this guy's already more interesting than the Havelock in, in the book. Although, again, it's season four. Havelock has a big role. But in terms of the first season, this guy's already more interesting. Being a rook and trying to learn the Belter stuff as quick as possible. I don't know how they did this in terms of the authors and then the series to come up with the Patois. It's very um, consistent, but like there are certain things that they start really um, honing in on as it goes along. We'll stay off the streets. So they are kind of... You too, Arthur. They do kind of like each other. He's a good-looking guy. It's not how you imagine him. I kind of imagine him as you know a kind of overweight, middle-weight guy and uh, uh, overweight, middle-aged guy in the uh, in the books. She's a belta. You see how skinny she is. You got the tattoo. Okay, right. So this is this is Miss Hardass who runs the security. <laughs> There's, you know, you got to have the old Thomas Jane drinking in the corner. Shadid, that's her name. And she remains in charge of uh, the security throughout the series. 
I gotta turn the volume all the way up. No preemptive arrest, right. So this is important, is her loyalty to the OPA, because she ends up, spoiler alert, continuing this job as part of the OPA terrorist group down the road. She's specifically trying not to uh, interrupt or, you know, otherwise, uh, you know, shake the, the status quo. It's a great Star Trek reference. Uh, I mean, it's also a Tony Stark reference, but it's a great Star Trek reference that they do have hand terminals that they talk into and they look at. Here we go. Mus is your team leader. Huh. Uh, was that the woman that he was kind of hitting on earlier? Juliet Mao. Oh, she's changing it now. Now she's changing it. So she gets him on the case, tries to tank it, thinks he won't get interested, and now he's obsessed with Julie Mao. Right. It comes from series, and so they have a personal connection, OPA. Good riddance to them all. Yeah, this was a favor. Uh, the Daddy Warbucks, they make that reference a lot. Yeah, she thinks she was doing him a favor by giving him an easy case that they could just ditch. Uh, here's the Doniger. Okay, so this is this is where things really take off. Is the the the, for, the future Rosinanti crew just gets straight up captured, almost like the Firefly crew in this I think second episode of Firefly. And you think they're going to get thrown in the brig and you know read the riot act and blah blah blah. There's Holden. And that's basically what happens. And then other stuff happens. So some of this technology is, you know, extrapolated from the book. Some's directly in it. They're getting tagged. Destroy the evidence, right? Here's Captain America. Yeah. So, you know, they make him kind of a brooding... Um, uh, version of Captain America, which, which is a bit of a departure uh, from Z-Books. You know, they really uh, accentuate, they tase Amos, I can tell he's dangerous. You know, they accentuate the danger, but again, you're trying to sell character stuff in a very short period of time. The Doniger uh, appears, I don't know, chapter 6, 7, 8, pretty quickly. There's Alex. There's the uh, the medic who's not long to live. He's not even really a medic. He's just sort of a first aid guy. Oh, uh, because Alex is a Martian. I love the hat. He's got a great beard. Jesus Christ. But they're already starting to show loyalty. We're going to die. All right, here's the... So, guys, you have to keep... Here's the great music. You have to keep in mind that like a Battlestar, when this was on sci-fi, you have to have commercial breaks. And you have to build suspense so you come back after the commercial break. So there's certain things you forgive. Okay, here's Souther. Right, so Souther is a respectable general here, the black guy. This guy, you know, turns out to be the, the douche with all the power. Right, Mars is always looking for an ex an excuse to take over Ceres and the various stations. Secretary General, 
redeploy the fleet, right? She's calling for military action. I guess I'll let this uh, James Holden, naval officer, saw his service record. He's no reason to lie. She's constantly calling him stupid and, and ill-informed and ill-intented, but ultimately she loves Holden, and they make a great team, almost by accident. Admiral. So Admiral Souther, I believe continue, this guy continues to be a good guy, and her one sort of ally as the series goes along. Right, so there's one step up. So she's the assistant to him who's the assistant to the Secretary General. There it is. Music by Clint Shorter. So tight and late. He's playing the long game or the middle game. Oh, here's the UN ambassador to Mars. Some other time. Is this the Secretary General? God, is she stunning. Woo! Avasarala. Oh, man. 50 bucks. I need a drink. I have two. It's past noon. Oh, that's great. That's the thing. Even the ones who want to betray her, use her, toss her aside, they all like her. Because she's so honest and such a badass. Mm. I got I to gotta turn up the volume. It was leaking through. I apologize. That's the thing. She's constantly cursing and making fun of and condescending to people, but when she needs to, you know, grab their arms and give the sweet grandma th- treatment, she knows how to break it out. So, her look and her voice, Shara Agadashlu, there's no one more perfect to play Avasarala, but I have to, I have to, Jefferson Mays. Who's just a white American who does all the voices in the audiobooks, does everything from the Belters to the Indian of a Sarala, just spot on perfect. Do you like to laugh? Right, so the Mormons have this giant ship called the Nevu, and they're trying to go beyond the solar system. They're the first ones. But the Nevu becomes the behemoth, which becomes a, a, a space station called Medina. It's very complicated. But right now, there's a bunch of Mormons trying to go as far as possible, many generations out into the wilderness of space. So I'm not going to be able to follow all these beats. This is moving way faster than I remember. Whoop! Oh, that's the woman that he trusts. And that's kind of a thing for. Can't blame him. She's a beaut. You're only chivalrous. Once I've already got the guy in cuffs. So they're really building the Belter anger and tension early on, which is a good move in terms of the series, but they have to pull back on it because in terms of the long-term eight-book series, it's not really until books four and five that it really blows up. So I'm not saying it was the wrong step, uh, the wrong decision to, to really accentuate the Belter anger this early on. Um, but in terms of world building, um, in a limited amount of time, 10 episodes or whatever is the way to go. Just a natural beaut. She looks like someone who'd be in The Witcher. 
So one must wonder, you know, and they mention his hat later, Holden, they, they can see that they're, he's following them. He, it's almost like he wants to be known that he wants to be seen. Yeah, she knows he's still obsessed. Yeah, time suck for some rich something. Dirt center. Why are you pouting you love it when they drop off the board? I like to be my idea. Right. Normally he wants, you know, they want to cross off the, the murders, but this one is his. This one's his. So, yeah. So, they try and have the side characters be as skinny and tall as possible to be belters. But your main characters, you have to cast for characters. Okay. Here's Captain America. So, this is exactly right. They throw them all in the brig. um, But they don't torture them because they're not... Because, remember, this Mars vessel is totally above... This is a real government Mars vessel. We're still not sure whether it's a rogue Mars vessel from before that blew up the the can't... You, Grimes. It's important that the Marines are badass. Because even when a large portion of the Martian fleet... A spoiler alert in the few season turns on the rest of the Martians, including the Prime Minister. The people defending the Prime Minister and the good guys remain calm, and that's represented as Bobby Draper, who we'll see in season two. We'll get there. Yeah, this is exactly like episode two. It's not funny the way episode two of, uh, uh oh. The way episode two of Firefly is funny with the, um, interrogation do they do a full interrogation in the books what is he oh it's almost like an enhancement five fathers three mothers yep eight parents yep eight parents one child that's where his moral center comes from montana yep yeah he was a tax break but that's not why they did it all their genetic code. Right, full genetic mix. is straight from the book. Yep, n- yep, Mother Elise. Widest hips. I mean, this is straight from the book. Okay. Oh, uh, this is not from the book, where, where this guy goes psychotic and starts accusing them of the cant. I think. Because remember, th- th- they don't have anything specifically against these, you know, ragtag group, but they do have a thing against the fact that there might be rogue Marsh- Martians. But I was right. Yep. Yeah, he's been pro-Belter the whole fucking time, and, and that's that's his appeal, is he's an Earther with Martian friends and colleagues who's pro-Belter. Right. Out to Saturn, get the ice series, ice back to series. Phoebe. Oh, Phoebe's so important with the proto molecule. We'll get there. Ooh, name of the Ghana LPN. Yeah. Okay, so this is one of the biggest change, is that they really make Naomi like a closet OPA extremist who works against them. And she does stuff with Fred Johnson that they don't agree with, and then there's fights. They don't really do Naomi justice whatsoever in, in the series. That's one of the big problems. This is the one strong woman character, even though she's the XO second in command. You know, they make her suspicious and you know, sort of underhanded in ways that is unnecessary. 
maybe he's making this up, and Naomi's and this is full of shit. Naomi's not so bad. Yeah, he says he doesn't believe you. You do now. What's great in the book, and we'll see if they do here, is, you know, the Martians have all this plan to interrogate these people and get something out of them, and then all of a sudden they come under attack by God knows who, I guess the Belters, and everything goes to shit, and that's it drives it forward. And that's what's great about the writing in general, is just when you think things are going to kind of stagnate into arguments and inquisitions, something major happens, and it pushes it forward. Alright, is Miller drunk or just acting drunk here? He's investigating something. I mean, Thomas Jane's phenomenal. I'm going to keep saying it. I don't really know what the thing is. The chapeau. That's the hat. So, French. So, yeah, when they use straight up, uh, you know, word um, substitutions, it tends to be French. But in terms of, like, sasa, you know, to say, like, yes, it, it's sort of a it made up part of Creole that I don't know if has a basis in reality. And that makes it awesome. Yeah, sasa. I know sasa nothing. With a sasa. Yeah, sasa is like that ambiguous word that means everything that most languages have. Oop. Here we go. Here's the Earthers and their beautiful utopian <laughs> lifestyle. Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> drinking your pee. This guy's fine, but there's something about the replacement husband with an American accent who's a poetry teacher. It just, they have better chemistry. It just makes more sense. She's fallen in love with a guy who's a little assimilated with her thick accent and, and, and culture. Cricket. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who these people are. Who's this guy? Operatives cost an opiate agent with Martian stealth composites. Yeah, Mars working with the OPA. Yeah, that's what the Mars stealth ship was that blew up the can't. We have proof. Yeah, she knows way too much, given that she's not even in the first book, I don't believe. So yeah, stealth ships. So, you know, the key is there's three sides, but, you know, there's splits within the Martians, the Earthers, and the Belters in various alliances. And it takes until, you know, I don't want to go into too many details, it takes until the apocalypse of almost everyone before people realize how complicated the various alliances are. I dated a Martian once. She's beautiful. Right, so, you know, Martians grow up in, like, one-third G. So unless they train, like, as the, as Martian Marines do, they also are, you know, a little uh, taller and thinner. And 
Amos. Sometimes Amos causes problems among his own people and among his captors that seem ill-informed just to distract. I think this is a distraction. I don't know if the medic realizes this distraction. I don't know if boss here, Naomi, realizes it's a distraction, but I believe this is Amos causing problems. Yeah. He's got no balls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is what Amos does. He questions the manhood so he can beat the shit out of them. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You know, the meathead Amos, on, on the view, repeat viewings, it's, but repeat readings in particular, he's he's so much smarter than he realizes and he admits. All right, here's Naomi. Oh, he's going to fuck with Naomi to fuck with Amos because he's a fucking coward, I think. Yeah. Here's uh, Captain Tightpants. <laughs> uh, here we go. The Martians. Alex. He's in the uniform. Okay. Yeah, right. So this this building suspicion here, we look very well treated. This is not whatsoever in the book. You just got to accept it. It's like, you know, mid-battle start, you know, or whatever. Stargate Universe, when they're at the edge of the universe. They're building tension so that they can have mini storylines about the tension. That's fine. Yeah, settle down. Yeah, Alex is working it. Yeah, he served 20 years, and he didn't get kicked out. Right, I was honorably discharged. Yeah, this is this is completely against both of their characters. Alex is immediately just wants to be the pilot, and they immediately, the other three want to serve Captain America. Okay, I'll stop saying it. He's right, it's not the Mars proper that destroyed the can't. Right, the beacon. Mm. Right, he stands to gain. He's trying to figure out. So if Holden's a real leader, he's going to read between the lines here. And here comes the suspicion of Naomi. I was talking to my cousin, Ben. Shout out to Ben. Who's seen all four episodes, uh, four seasons... <laughs> Thomas J just firing a revolver around. Oh man! Uh, my cousin uh, Ben, who loves science fiction, has seen all the season. He's on book three. I'm trying to get him to speed up to get to the amazing book five, six, seven, eight. Uh, but he, he's, you know, he thinks Naomi's done done, uh, done wrong in the in the TV series compared to the books. It's hard to deny. It's not a sexist thing. It's just, it's just how the cookie crumbles. Oh, is this, is this Anderson Dawes? Yep. Anderson Dawes, do not forget this pockmarked, you know, face. This guy, Anderson Dawes, is clutch. Hear his accent. So what's great is the leader's so Fred Johnson, who will meet Cuddy from The Wire, is an Earther who who goes native to defend the Belters. This guy is a true Belter. So he's speaking proper English without a lot of lingo, but with the accent. But these guys can speak like Earthers and Martians when they want to. Here it is. Anderson does. Yep. See, that was a great transition. You know, they didn't need, like, swelling music. I'm Anderson does. Handshake. 
So Anderson does in charge of series, and this is how it remains for a long time. Juliet Andromeda Mao. Earth or OPA. Right. Does Dawes know about her? I love these little Tony Stark uh, hand terminals. I think they they put all of those images on later, which is tough. Jules Pierre Mao, one of the richest and sketchiest dudes in the galaxy. Right, the scopuli. It's all just trying to put it together. Killed the Canterbury. I forgot he had this meeting and tete a tete, as they say with Anderson Dawes. I mean, Anderson Dawes, from a power or political power standpoint, is in the top, you know, five to eight of all the characters in the series. So pay attention to this guy and what he's saying and what he's not saying. Yeah, what side would that be? Right, Earth pays for it. Right, so at this point, this is really interesting. So at this point, Ceres is a belter station that's still being paid for, at least in a good chunk by Earth. Under that ridiculous hat. A belter yearning to find his way home. Interesting, yep. Another reason to make Miller seem like an Earther, even though he's a belter. Not talk like a belter. I mean, this is a big deal for Anderson Dawes, because even though at the moment Earthers are pulling strings on Ceres Station, Anderson is ultimately in charge. I'm getting choked up. This is a great casting. So, uh, this is a good time to say that 95% of the sort of physical castings in terms of look and voice of the main and side characters, seeing them and then reading in the books, I'm glad. Like, sometimes you see the series and you read the book and you're like, oh, I wish I didn't have that view in my head. Or even Lord of the Rings, where I've read Lord of the Rings a million times and I saw the movies, which I love, but I don't necessarily want to see Elijah Wood and Sean Astin, you know, as Frodo and Sam, because that's not how, you know, I envision in the book. In this series, I'm glad to have it because they don't spend time describing people's physicality too much. Here's Naomi. We'll see if she's really an operative. Now, the thing is, the the truthiness of Naomi being tight with the OPA is is well informed and well intentioned. Okay, so this guy is corrupt. This guy's corrupt. This guy. This guy is one of the rogue Martians. I think. Free tutorials. I think this guy is one of the rogue Martians. I deliver ice. Use those belters as slaves. Phoebe. Yeah, they keep asking about Phoebe. They're, I don't... I mean, Phoebe's ultimately the source of the ancient proto-molecule from the aliens from billions of years ago. They think they're giving they're giving the the, the, the a ragtag main characters here way too much credit, or they're desperate for information. Up oh, here comes right. So this there's these little technology things you know like when they wear the mouth guard when they go on the juice that's not in the book. This little sort of enhancement uh, of uh, he's from Earth, right? So 
So here's the thing about Naomi. Forget about the looks, where she's kind of short and full-bodied as opposed to tall and skinny, which is, you know, she would be in the thing. That's the little uh, belter. They have these belter hand movements, um, you know, like a lot of cultures do, where they communicate with hand signs. But her, her when they're writing Naomi right, her vibe and her voice and her sort of earthiness and groundedness in critical parts as it goes along correlates perfectly with the books. Um, and I'll say it one more time. You know, you guys know I'm an actor-centric guy, and when the show, as it goes up and down from okay to really good, when it's just okay, it really has to do with the direction and the writing. I think the casting is spot on. And Naomi, uh, I think in the final season or two, is is going to bloom and blossom just as she does in the book. Uh but she is so strong on the inside, even though she's vulnerable and has been through some really, really traumatizing shit. It was holding. Is she going to say it? He registered the call. The I thought the girlfriend did. He's trying to create a story. I don't know if he believes that. They're trying to split up the crew. They're, they're they're trying to get work them against each other. <laughs> That's an option. They make the medic kind of lovable, which makes his death more sad and traumatic and shocking. Right, here's what they try and split Naomi. And this goes on for a while. This was the other thing. After watching 1, 2, 3 and really taking a long break, as the show did, but by the time we come back to 4, they all love Naomi and she's with Holden, which is how it should be. This doesn't happen in, in, in the books. And I, I don't really care, uh, except Amos is never supposed to question her and Holden's always supposed to love her. And so they 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 done her they done her wrong. Here we go. I'm not. I can only speculate as to why they wanted to create really severe tension early on with the crew. Um, maybe with the book. Alex is much more hip to what's going on. Reckless idiot. But it doesn't even make sense, because Holden's pro-Belter, he would at least be somewhat sympathetic to the OPA, which does have a political arm. Sleeper agents. Yeah, this is... This is stressing Amos's undying loyalty to, uh, to Naomi. But also the cat. Yeah, he wants to stop this. He wants to stop this. I mean, I mean, Amos never does this to any of them, especially Alex, the whole series. But, you know, this is what they wanted to do early on on the TV. And uh, they're clearly going for a Battlestar vibe. And I remember watching this early series and being like, this is transparently trying to be the tenser parts of the Battlestar vibe. And I love Battlestar, so I can't be that mad. But when the Doniger goes down and these guys escape to the Rosinante, they better start being buddies and working together. Here we go. 
Ambassador DeGraff. The thing is, even though they wrote in all this Avasarala stuff for season one, this is completely what she would be doing and what the, all these people would be talking about while this is going on. And so, you know, when it seems a little mustache twirling in one dimensional with some of the other characters, first of all, it's offset by Avasarala being amazing. He leaked, she leaked it. I leaked. Yeah, she's playing, as I said, she's playing the short game and the super long game. The guy next to her, who turns out to be a, a baddie who's right above her, is playing sort of the medium game, which puts him in power and almost gets him in charge of, of the war. Uh, but because of the Rosinanti crew and her seeing the long game and finding the right people to help her. She's able to get out of her. And this guy, Souther, uh, the, the, the admiral, thank God, while he's not the smartest guy, is very honorable and remains loyal to her. So with 10 minutes left, I'm assuming this ends with the Doniger getting attacked. Great filming here. Look how open all these spaces are. I believe, yes, it's an older, tough, badass Asian woman uh, in charge of the Doniger in the, in the books. All right, they're always accusing him of lying. His biggest flaw is he tells the truth. Yep. Right. They're not on the level, though, as they say, because... Yeah, they're blaming this on the Gata, on the OPA. It, the, this is actually great writing in the sense of, I talk about, everything's, uh, these stories are always best when the, the lead characters, when they're not evil, when they're sort of right and wrong at the same time. She's right that this OPA involved, but she's wrong in, in not realizing that it's a Mars rogue faction with the OPA. They're trying to blame it on Naomi. She has nothing to do with that. Oh, is this the proto-molecule already? Yeah. Big mistake, guys. Big mistake. (laughs) God, Miller's good looking. Look at him. I wonder how old he is. Um... The only way I'm going to end up being okay with all these false, unfounded, and uh, inaccurate, and non-loyal-to-the-book accusations of Naomi Nagata is if it causes Holden to actually gravitate towards her and defend her. Look at that hair. I remember that haircut being the one thing that sort of defines his belter. What do they call that? The, The shave under or the... There's Julie Mao. He's obsessed with her. Look at her. He's so John Bernthal. And this is exactly how Bernthal would play it. I mean, Bernthal's a little too intense on the surface for it. But actually what this series does well um, is make him... In, in the book, it's almost too much just an obsession with Julie herself and his own selfish, you know, last big, you know, mission. He's really trying to solve the case. Uh-oh, Medina. 
Here comes the Belters again. They're pissed. Yeah, the rank, yeah, they gotta break it out sometimes. Havelock. Dimitri Havelock. I'm sorry. Call him Havelcheck. It's a hockey player. Good looking dude. Played by Jay Hernandez. Athena Carcanus as Octavia Mus. Look. When you can cast great actors, it's great. When you can cast good-looking but relatable <laughs> great actors, it's even better. There's the OPA symbol. Right, by order of the government. Okay, so chapter 11 is when they f first get to the Doniger. Yeah. Part of why this is important is that Anderson Donzo he was talking to, who seemed very calm and like he was okay with the Earthers, you know, owning, running Sirius behind. This is exactly what Anderson does once. Yep. 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 One of the tough things with the LPI is it's actually super diverse. Um, and uh, I'm curious to see if they're able to portray the diversity between the political and sort of military terrorist arms. At least you have the respect to stab me in the chest. Here she comes with the bribery and the sweetness. She's not cursing. Oh, he's he a Mar Oh, he's the Martian ambassador. We gave up. Yep, they still dream because they're they're trying to terraform Mars. So we're about in chapter twelve ish. Um let's see. So the this book has they're short chapters. It has about fifty five chapters, so we're about chapter twelve or thirteen. So they're doing a nice job chronologically and lining it up right now. It's important that she backstabbed by accident or on purpose or both friends and allies early on to, to alienate her, which is exactly what her superiors who want to get rid of her want. We may have stopped the war. Yep, for a while. She learns <laughs> stopping a war for a while is not stopping a war. It's buying a time that actually makes things worse. So, 30 billion Earthers, 4 billion Martians, but they have to live in domes. <coughs> in, in the second season, I don't know if they do in the show, there's a great season where Bobby Draper... The traumatized marine, Martian Marine comes to Earth and for the first time walks out into the open air and she almost like literally like hallucinates and her brain almost explodes with the open sky and all the people and she has to sort of psych herself into it and there's a really nice Earther um, 
uh, security guard who's seen it before and kind of walk, kind of walks her through it. And you know, Martians who are militant, but they're also frontier and they're doing the you know uh, the, the terraforming thing. You know, they see. You know, the, the Martians and the Belters see the Earthers as the developing world sees America and Europe. I mean, it, it, but it's not a straight one to one comparison it, and it's not preachy, but it's just how it would be. And, you know, the, even the smart Martians see uh, the sort of uh, pseudo socialist, semi utopian, at least on the surface, Earthers as spoiled and lazy. But the ones who actually spend time on Earth learn differently. You'll do anything to win. He's right. And that's why they need um, a more perceptive and sensitive husband character. No offense to the other guy as they go along. She's about to cry. Goddamn Shore Agnashlu. Just killing it. The the only upside of Jefferson Mays's Indian accent is that, you know, when he when his version of Avasarala just rips into Holden, I don't know. There's something about it with the because her you know she's Persian Agdashlo, so she's playing an Indian. So Jefferson Mays, even though he's white, can play straight up Indian. Here's all these dead or drunk or semi unconscious. Um, and this is interesting. I never thought, actually. I wonder if, you know, part of Miller's journey is trying to find an excuse in his later years, as he sees it, to get the fuck away from this. Why is that guy... He's been looking at that guy. By the way, I'm sorry, I'm trying to compress the sound, because when I'm listening to this loud, I tend to talk loud in the mic. Do they do they dispose of Havelock in uh in this series early so that they don't have to bring him back in season four? I'm pretty sure he's not in season four. This could be bad. This could be really bad. Oh, we're not so okay. So we're not going to see the Doniger uh fireworks. I gotta have to hope that Thomas Jane Miller comes in here. Miller's too distracted. Are they really going to murder this guy? Looks like. Yeah, they kill him. Remember the Kents. Yep. So they make him a rookie. He's sort of a non-character. And it shows the lengths that the angry OPA goes to to murder them. It's an interesting way. It's an interesting way. Um... I don't have any problem with that sort of... Oh, this is interesting. During the credits, they're just playing the sounds... The the, the sounds of the the station in the background. That's such a nice touch. Uh, You know... The, the the by you know in season one of The Witcher as a comparison, they already get every single thing about the characters in the world and the little touches. This show it takes a little while before they realize, and again, it's not really till season four. There's hints of it a lot in one through three, and it's been great so far. And thank you guys for joining me. Hope you're all healthy and well. 
Um, I'll take a quick break here, and I'll get on to episode four, CQB, which I'm not really sure what that means. But the Doniger attack is definitely happening, so we get our big first space battle. Um, uh, but, you know... <laughs> I've talked about how, you know, when Amazon took over season four, yes, they got the bigger budget, but they've got the better directors, the better writers, and just the brain trust for the showrunners and the producers. They just know how to take a B or B-plus show and turn it to an A-minus or even, I would say, A of sh- uh, season four. And they realize a couple things, which is, A, they just should be loyal to the books because the books are A-plus books. And even though book four is, I think, the weakest book, they said, we're going to take all, loyally take all the things we love about four, but and keep the character beats, but move things around and, and actually, you know, make the stakes a little higher, you know, and, and give some other characters more stuff. You know, Havelock is, is the head of security for the, you know, semi-genocidal, um, or I should say, he's the assistant head of security to the semi-genocidal uh, Mercury head of security from Earth who just wants to kill Belters and take over this new planet, uh, new Terra or whatever, in season four. They just murdered Havelock there to make a point about how much they hate Earthers. And so they give Havelock's role to someone else. Also in season four, one of the main characters, Bajra, um, is, you know, an extremist, anti-Earther belter who, you know, learns to, to work with the Rosinanti crew and realize, you know, good things about everyone. He's got a smart daughter, but then they make the daughter be one of the ones because she's sort of a super genius daughter makes the one of the ones who helps solve the, you know, the problem when fusion stops working and the laws of physics. So, you know, what they do is, basically what I'm saying is, by season four, when Amazon takes over, they realized all the important things they should preserve, and then they realized the things that they can take more liberties with in terms of actually being in the spirit of, or more in the spirit of, what's going on, which is why I say, of all the seasons, season four is perhaps better than the book. Takes them a little while to get there, but so far, other than the major distrust of Naomi, uh... and that weird guy who's popping pills, uh, you know, and Amos strangling um, uh, Alex is, is a little weird. But whatever. So far, so good. I can't believe there's only ten episodes. So, episode four, Holden and crew are caught in the middle of a desperate battle as mysterious warships attack and board the Doniger. This should be great. I can't wait to do it. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, We'll get to episode four ASAP. As you're listening to this, I'm still not sure what the release is. Obviously, by the time you're listening to this, you'll know. With ten episodes, I'm actually thinking uh, I'll do five and release five, and then do the next five and release those five. Um, in, in order to not be a total deluge, but to give you a lot of content at the same time. So we will see. Thank you so much for joining me. Join me for episode four, CQB. Uh, we're going to do the countdown after I take a short little breaky break here. May the force be with you. But for now, the Bizzlecast is out.